Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. In Matthew chapter 9, we see in the beginning of the chapter that Jesus heals the paralytic or the palsied man. And then later in the chapter, he raises the ruler's daughter from the dead. And then in the end of the chapter, beginning in verse 35, Jesus is under persecution, by the way, by the Pharisees for casting out devils and you can be assured that when you and I do the will of God we're going to come under great persecution from usually from the religious some of the vilest most wicked malicious maligning wolves are those that claim to be Christians and the worst ones in that segment of people is going to be some of those that claim to be pastors and watchmen so beware notice in Matthew 9 we're talking about Matthew 9 here as far as our biblical text and picking up in verse 35 and Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every healing every sickness and every disease among the people okay so we see that Jesus went about doing three things teaching preaching and healing teaching preaching and healing now this is the Jesus Christ who is the same yesterday today and forever beloved God has not changed the church world is completely irreconcilable what they practice and what they teach for the most part with the true and original gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13:8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever in that order. He has not changed. It's impossible for God to change because he's eternally divine and perfection or perfect. And so neither is there any shadow of turning from who he is. According to James 1.17, Malachi tells us in chapter 3 verse 6, I am the Lord I change not. And since God doesn't change, neither does his word. I love Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, it's settled in heaven. It will not change. Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my words will never pass away. And finally, in Psalms, I believe it's 89, 34, God tells us that he will never alter the thing which has come out of his mouth or change his covenant or his word, his covenant word to his people people. So if that is the case, and it is, Jesus still wants there to be teaching, preaching, and healing. T-P-H, T-P-H, teaching, preaching, and healing. And that's why he sent down the Holy Ghost at Pentecost when the church was born, that his people might be full of the Spirit as he was. You remember in Luke 4 where he came out of the wilderness, he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Yes, the Holy Spirit led him there and he fasted for days. When he came out of the wilderness, he came out in the power of the Spirit, verse 14 of Luke 4. And God wants you and I to be full of the Holy Ghost 
in walk in the power of the spirit and not just get along and try to overcome so much as be in a place of strength and momentum with the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power. This is Jesus speaking to his people. That's us that are born again. But you shall receive power after, not before, but after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. The way to be a witness of Jesus is to be full of the Spirit of God. And there's no other way to be used of God in a powerful way. It's impossible. Some of you listening to me have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you need to be. That's not that's not water baptism now. Water baptism is completely different. And by the way, being baptized with the Spirit does not save you. You have to be saved in order to qualify for this gift. And it is a gift, the Bible says, and Peter preached in Acts 2, 38 and 39. And it's to every generation under the new covenant we see in that passage and that's not specifically my teaching from the word but i will tell you that in order to be able to do what jesus called you yes you you're going to give account so am i for whether or not we obeyed his commission you see satan has come like a great flood the enemy has raised up a flood and jesus is going to raise up a standard against him by raising up some people that will listen obey and follow him not follow the the rule of the day in the church world you got to come out from the church world if you're going to really be on fire for the Lord as opposed to being lukewarm, unproductive, unfruitful, and stumbling around in the darkness. You're going to have to come out. You're going to have to. I mean, you know, unless you got this extremely rare church gathering, you're going to have to come out. Are you going to continue to fall away and learn how to make excuses for your sin instead of being preached to what the scripture says about overcoming all sin and walking in the power of the Spirit of God and bringing forth fruit and souls unto everlasting life. Hallelujah. God wants you and me to be teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, I think it breaks down this way. It's the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, whom God sent to show mercy upon us because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. In short order, that would be the gospel. And also, the kingdom is the domain of the king. You know, repent and believe upon Jesus Christ. Let the king, king of kings, Jesus, have dominion in your life. So, Jesus went about teaching and preaching and healing. This is Matthew 9:35. We're going to read through verse 38. This is the last four verses in Matthew 9. I want to encourage you to get into Matthew 9 and read it and then go into chapter 10 where he commissions his disciples in the very ensuing verses to go and preach the gospel, to cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick, etc. Now it's interesting that in Matthew 4:23 and 24, the Bible says and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues. Those were buildings that were already built. And he went in there. He went anywhere to preach the gospel that his father led him to, to go. Because Jesus has tells us that he came to do the will of his father. And we must stop and ask ourselves today, whose will am I doing? My, is my life laid down? Have I recently bowed my knee and my head in prayer and told the Lord that I'm all his and he's all mine and to do with my life what he would do? with it and what his perfect will is and not my will but thine be 
done. You know, surrender afresh to the Lord and abandon your life to the gospel. Abandon your life. Get delivered from trying to make money in this world only just so you can have this and have that in this fleeting life and running after the American dream, which is total rebellion against God. Jesus told us in Matthew 6 not to worry about provision. God clothes the grass of the field. He feeds the birds. And are you not much more important than they? In other words, you're created in my image, Jesus was implying. Those birds weren't. They were for the balance of the earth and for your enjoyment. That's the only reason why they exist. All right, so in Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is at hand. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Jesus still wants to heal all manner of sickness and disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had palsy, had the palsy or paralytic, and he healed them. And there followed him a great multitude of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from Jordan. Notice the fame, as the Bible says in other places in the Gospels, that went abroad when Jesus did great things and how people followed him. Jesus was there to bless the people. He was not there to be blessed by the people, but he was there to bless the people, which is what all leaders who claim to be Christian leaders are to be doing. And when you do that, it's going to cause people to want to come to you and to hear the Word of God and to get prayer at times and Maybe they've gotten themselves into sin and they need to be delivered and they don't quite know how to do that themselves. So they come to you and they want the devils cast out of their lives. And that's how things should work. And of course, we are to teach them so that they can walk in the fullness of the spirit. And if they stumble, not when, but if, then they can denounce their sin, repent and get delivered all by themselves and then begin to help others to be delivered. Hallelujah. And then they become somebody that people will go to and know that they can go to to get the truth and to get delivered. I mean, how many churches have you been in lately where people can even get saved? I haven't been in a church building. I don't go to church anymore because we are the church. You don't go to church. Every two or three weeks or every month or something, my friends will invite me and I don't say a whole lot to them, you know, but we'll go there. And I mean, I can't remember when the last time I've been in a church service, if you will, church service. Oh boy, that's another subject. But anyway, where, you know, somebody's even called to repent, invited and called and summoned to reckon with their self before God to repent and put their faith in Christ and much less people being able to get set free from demons to confess their sins and be delivered a amen that's what Jesus came to do he came to make men whole Paul prayed that we would be made whole spirit soul and body and this is what we see Jesus doing he, he came to provide a whole salvation and he ever liveth to make intercession for those that come unto God by him. Hebrews 7, 24 through 26, Jesus, in other words, lives to provide for his people what he died to purchase for his people. And that includes being made whole, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. The Bible actually tells us to forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103, 2. Amen. Forget not all his benefits. 
It's in fact, the Bible tells us in Psalm 78, 41, that Israel actually, God's people sinned against God by limiting the Holy One of Israel. But nowadays what we have is people running businesses. They call churches. They're nothing more than entertainment centers. You know, instead of being somebody who draws people that really want to get set free, like these people that followed Jesus all throughout Galilee, the multitude, the great multitude, because he taught, he preached, he taught, and he healed, cast out devils, and set men free. That's why he came, and that's an unchanging thing. That's exactly what he wants to do today, and he's doing through a very small remnant. Gets less and less all the time, it seems like, but so many people are bought down in Babylon. They're caught up in the church system. The pastors could care less if people are getting saved. They could care less if people are getting set free from demons. When's the last time your pastor cast out a devil? When's the last time your pastor even prayed to cast out a devil, even prayed for somebody to be healed with faith? Hello? Amen. That's a whole nother subject. But Jesus said, you know, according to your faith, be it unto you. Well, but what if they don't get healed? Well, what if they do get healed? You don't have to try to conjure anything up. Just ask God. Why? Walk in the spirit. Ask God in the name of Jesus to heal somebody and watch him do it. Okay, so Jesus had, he's our example, obviously. He had people following him and flocking to him, even great multitudes after he did what? He taught and then he preached and then he healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. That's what we should be doing today, okay? Not raising money to build a church building where we don't even do the gospel. You don't need a church building. Just go where the people are like Christ did. He didn't raise a penny to build a building. Neither did any of his apostles. So we must conclude that that's not the will of God. Okay, we've already got enough buildings. And, and if you got a church building, so called, well, just turn it into a gospel house. Follow Christ and do what Christ would do if he was in that building or anywhere he is. It's irrespective of the geographical location the kingdom and the gospel is, beloved. And by the way, huddling up in a church building is preventing us from being the salt and the light, going about teaching and preaching and healing, seeing Jesus heal people. Amen. That's the will of God. It's a stated will of God. It's time to stop dodging it to get into the Gospels afresh, pour over the Scriptures, and then read the book of Acts also. Amen. So, when Jesus was teaching, preaching, and setting people free from devils, people wanted to come to him. See, but instead of these things being the reason why people want to come to the modern-day CEO-type business franchise owner pastor, they don't bother with the Gospel. They just do, you know, gimmicks and entertainment to get people to come to their church building. Their goal is not to see people set free and born again, to repent, water baptize them, get them filled with the Spirit and teach them the Word of God and send them forth equipped to do the ministry of the Lord. That sums up what an elder is called to do. No, instead, they're there to lure the people in and build their church building, church business to farm their community. I mean, this is complete perversion of the gospel, folks. This is another gospel that these men are living and then they're perpetrating upon a people and raising up a bunch of young pastors who go to seminary or follow their steps or both and uh, do nothing but go forth into new communities and build church businesses. The church is not a business, folk. It's a called out people of God, commissioned and anointed by the Lord to go forth and do His bidding, which is to teach the gospel, to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and to see men set free. Recently, gotten some calls in the middle of the night. One man called crying and his life was shattered and we prayed together. And, and Jesus, is, that was a few weeks ago, God's doing a work in his life. And you and I to be available to people. We're to be reaching out, asking people if we can pray for them. Communion and teaching the word of God one to another, Colossians 3.16. And this is the work of the gospel. Another lady called and had stumbled into some sin and needed, had demonic activity grossly tormenting her life for 
for months and perhaps on and off for years. And yeah, actually, if on and off for years. And so she came to repentance. She called me middle of the night and apologized. I said, well, that's what I'm here to do. Anyway, long story short, after three phone calls throughout the night, the lady was given the word full repentance and verbal denunciation of all sin caused the doors to Satan to be closed. According to James 4, 7, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's real simple, real simple. You don't have to get loud. God does the work. Just give them the word, lead them to repentance and to denounce their sin and then cast Satan out and to denounce Satan, by the way. And boom, he's gone. And the Lord was glorified and fruit is being born in this precious soul's life. Amen. Uh, this lady had no pastor to go to. She'd been to numerous churches. That's a shame. These guys aren't even do, doing their job and they're getting paid big money, living in big houses and, you know, <laughs> I'm not against people getting compensated for ministry. The Bible teaches that they are to be, especially if they're doing the actual work of the gospel and disclosing or preaching the full counsel of God's word. But these guys, these clowns, these wolves, they, they're not even doing part of the gospel hardly. And most of the stuff they're doing is completely contrary to the gospel, including trying to entertain people to get them to feel good and come back to the church and give their money, sign their church roster, which is not biblical either, so that they feel a connection and then they connect their money with that connection. It's how it works. That's how the system of the apostate modern church church works. Okay, as we close here, remember, Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and healing. That's what we're to be doing. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, first of all, make sure you say, repent of all your sins afresh. Second of all, ask God to fill you with his Holy Ghost, fill you overflowing, to take over your life, to take over your tongue, the most unruly member, and to consume you and abandon yourself to the work of God. Get in the Bible, be armed and dangerous, seek first the kingdom, study and memorize scripture. That's how you get armed and dangerous and live it out. Be a doer, not just to hear and to memorize, memorize the scripture so you can meditate on day and night. Then you'll be successful according to Joshua 1.8 and prosper in doing the will of God and be able to hear in the end, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Again, as we close, I want to reference Acts 10.38. The Bible says Jesus went about doing good. God anointed him with his spirit and Jesus went about doing what? Doing good and healing all manner of sickness and disease and casting out devils and destroying the work of the devil in the lives of people. That's why he came. First John chapter three, verse eight tells us that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And that's what happened with the lady that called the other night, the man that recently called and they, the works of the devil were destroyed in their lives through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Verse 36. After we read that Jesus went around and taught and preached and heal the people. It says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Let me ask you, friend, do you have a compassion born of the Lord inside of you to help the people around you that are as sheep that are scattered with no direction, no purpose as from God, their maker, the judge of their eternal soul, whom they're soon going to stand before sheep having no shepherd. Well, pray about that. Let God birth in you. When we really follow Christ, we're going to be 
fishers of men and care about them and go after them and seek to directly engage them in conversation and preach the gospel of the kingdom to them and point them to Christ so that then they can be saved. They can repent and be saved, put their faith in Christ, and they'll have the shepherd in their life and they won't be a sheep having no shepherd. Amen. You're not the shepherd. The pastor's not the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd, the ultimate capital P pastor, prophet, apostle, and high priest of their faith. He's the only head of the church. Amen. Verse 37, then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. The labors are few. The labors are few. Folks, let me stop right here and say, I want to encourage you to stop putting your money and support into any ministry that's not fulfilling the New Testament purpose of preaching the gospel, of teaching the word of God, the full counsel of it, by the way, not part of it, all of it, and also seeing men's lives made whole through casting out devils out of their lives, praying for God to heal their hearts and their bodies, etc. I would encourage you to stop aiding the enemies of the Lord who are absorbing the kingdom resources for their own self-serving purposes. Repent of doing that and start putting your money into ministries that are absolutely fulfilling the New Testament purpose of the Great Commission as is defined by Christ, period. All right, and that's what we're talking about here as we close. Okay, verse 38, last verse. Pray ye, therefore, Jesus said, in light of the fact that there's only a few who really follow him and do his work. Pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. And Father, we do pray right now together that you would send forth labors into your harvest. Lord, you would raise up men and women who would obey you, who would get rid of all the religion, to cry out to you to be purged of all these things that we've been taught in the false church. And Lord, to uh, cling unto thee, O God, and to follow you and to simply be your humble disciples in obedience to you every day, living for your soon return and making known your goodness and your truth through preaching the gospel of the kingdom and teaching men the word of God and praying for them to be healed and that devils would be cast out of their life, that Satan would be conquered and that you would reign supreme in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitful and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.